Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Jake Crumpler. What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler, and it's the weekend, so as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter and can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball-related from Saturday, May 6th. We'll kick things off with the transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league, starting off with the singular IL placement, which is yet to happen. It will happen. Eloy Jimenez will be placed on the 10-day IL. He underwent an appendectomy to deal with appendicitis that came up on Saturday, and he is expected to take four to six weeks to recover and to return to baseball activity. So it'll be a month to a month and a half until we see Eloy again. Pretty unfortunate, fluky injury. In terms of transactions, outfielder Will Myers of the Reds was reactivated from the 10-day IL. He had missed time recovering from COVID and he'll return to being the everyday right fielder in Cincinnati. Elsewhere, outfielder Oscar Gonzalez of the Guardians was demoted to AAA. He was sort of like a big breakout candidate in the offseason and he has really fallen into some bad luck, mostly due to poor contact. He batted 192 with just one dinger and a 33 WRC plus in 75 plate appearances so far. So breakout and bust lists everywhere are falling apart already. Utility man Tyler Freeman was recalled in a corresponding move. The guy can play basically anywhere and despite losing prospect eligibility last year, he's still only 23. The right-handed hitter batted 329 with a 155 WRC plus in 109 plate appearances at AAA this year and his best skills are plate discipline seen in his 12.8% to 13.8% walk to strikeout rate and speed seen in the 10 steals he's already got so far in AAA. He doesn't really have a clear spot right now but if the Guardians do make some room for Freeman could be a great fantasy producer in almost every format. The last transaction was starting pitcher Adam Wainwright being officially activated from the 15-day IL. He had missed the entire first month of the season with a groin strain, and he made his season debut on Saturday, allowing four runs and five innings to the Tigers. Lastly, we'll wrap it up with some news. Sticking with the Cardinals, Wilson Contreras, I was going to kick it off with catcher, but he will not catch for the next couple of weeks in one of the weirdest news we've seen so far this season. It's not because he's injured, but because the Cardinals aren't satisfied with his performance behind the plate. He'll be primarily used as a designated hitter and a corner outfielder. This is really wild considering that this is the first year of a five-year guaranteed contract that he just signed this past offseason. So I'm really confused with, with what's going on here. I don't know if they're trying to pin all the blame of their poor pitching performance on him, but it'll be interesting to see if he ever does catch again because he was supposed to be the guy filling the big shoes of Yadier Molina. Elsewhere, starting pitcher James Paxson is expected to be reactivated from the 15-day IL. He'll make his return to the team in the series that begins on Tuesday versus the Braves, and he's expected to start sometime this week. 
week. Expectations should be low. Paxton has tossed just 21 and two-thirds innings since the start of 2020. So really struggling with injuries during that time. Lastly, outfielder Aaron Judge of the Yankees is expected to be activated from the IL on Tuesday, and he'll be immediately reinserted into the top of the Yankees order. Now we'll go through our notable performances from Saturday, a day in which we had a full slate of 15 games. We'll start it off with our hitters, leading off with Ezekiel Tovar against the Mets and a win for the Rockies. He went three for four, scoring twice with a home run, a double, and two RBI. That was just his second home run of the year, but it traveled 108 miles per hour off the bat. The shortstop really struggled to start the season, batting 172 with no home runs and a 15 WRC plus through his first 69 plate appearances. But starting on April 23rd, he's really turned it on, batting 326 with his first two homers of the season. He's done this with an equal amount of games in cores and on the road, so you can't really blame it on playing in the high altitude. His prospect pedigree suggests this is for real and that he should start adding some value on the base pass as well, making him even more enticing and more good performances like this should help Tovar move up a weak Colorado lineup, ultimately making him an even more coveted fantasy asset. TJ Friedel of the Reds helped the team take down the White Sox as he went two for four, scoring once with a home run, a triple, and four RBI. The home run traveled 369 feet. He was a popular sleeper pick for deep leagues and has lived up to that hype thus far, batting 324 with three homers and three steals. Statcast sort of suggests he won't keep this up, but batting at the top of the order in a great ballpark with power, speed, and contact capabilities makes him a very enticing option. He's been platooning against lefties recently, but that only improves his per plate appearance stats, making him a great streamer and daily move specialist. While he's hot, I think he's a must-add in 15-teamers and is a great home streamer versus righties in shallower leagues. JJ Bladé of the A's will stick with the two-letter first names. He helped the A's take down the Royals in a rare win for the team. He went two for five, scoring twice, hitting a home run, a double, and knocking in a run. His home run traveled 370 feet. Bladé has a ton of potential, having been the fourth overall pick in 2019. He's always struggled with strikeouts and making contact. That is epitomized by his 167 average and 28% K rate in his 238 plate appearance cup of coffee with Miami last year. He seems to have fixed his tendency to whiff, walking more than he struck out in his 119 plate appearance sample at AAA this year. He had a 16.8% walk rate and just a 12.6% strikeout rate. So that's a massive difference. Since his call-up, he's carried over that success. After going 0 for 4 in his season debut, he's had two hits in each of his next three games, including a homer in two of them. Bladé's batted fifth in every game he's appeared in so far. And while you may think of the A's as a terrible team, it's important to remember that the A's are bad because of their pitching staff. That lineup isn't great, but it's not the worst in the league. It's not in that territory. And Bladé could be in the same boat as Brent Rooker in terms of A's breakouts that become widely rostered in fantasy. Lastly, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. of the Diamondbacks sparked the team to a comeback win versus the Nationals. He went four for five, scoring twice twice, hitting a home run and knocking in a run. That home run sparked a comeback. It tied the game and it just snuck over the left field wall in the ninth. And the four for five performance pushed his batting average to an even 300. He's consistently in the middle of an underrated Diamondbacks lineup and he's looking like the Lourdes we know and love. Lourdes will continue to hit for a high batting average and will contribute average to above average numbers in basically every category except steals. But if you'd like a rundown of the top hitting performances from around the league, go check out the Daily Batters Box R 
article over on pitcherlist.com. Now we'll head over to the rotation, looking at the notable starting pitching performances, opening with Spencer Strider versus the Orioles in a win. He took home the no decision despite going five innings, allowing just four hits and two earned runs, walking nobody and striking out 10 batters. Very common occurrence for Strider. He had 21 whiffs and a 35% CSW leading baseball in both of those marks on the day to earn the golden goal. Gallus Pole for leading the league in whiffs and the King Cole for leading the league in CSW. He now also leads Major League Baseball in strikeouts throughout the season he's up to 67 now and it's wild right now that his season low in strikeouts was last time out when he struck out eight Mets just one the premier strikeout arm in all of baseball his fastball and slider did their typical work in this one the fastball racked up 11 whiffs with a 33% CSW while the slider induced eight whiffs with a 38% CSW and I don't really think it matters who Strider's next opponent is but even the mighty Blue Jays will have a tough time against the right-hander Nathan Eovaldi continued his hot streak against the Angels earning the win tossing eight innings allowing five hits with no earned runs, two walks, and five strikeouts. He had 10 whiffs and 26% CSW in the start. He went with the kitchen sink approach, as always, turned into a plethora of pitches to play off his fastball, and he's been pitching like an ace across his past two starts. This is a quick reminder that his last start was a complete game shutout of the Yankees, so that's now 17 consecutive scoreless innings. This level is clearly not sustainable, but I don't think I buy into Eovaldi getting back to his former self with these low CSW numbers anyway. It might be a great time to sell high coming off two incredible starts that you've now banked on your team but hold on Eovaldi gets the A's next so I'd hold on for at least one more start this could be a historic run thanks to the friendly upcoming schedule he gets the Braves after that so that might be when you want to sell Elsewhere, JP France made his major league debut against the Mariners that the Astros lost, but France took home a no decision as he tossed five shutout innings, allowing just three hits and a walk while striking out five. He had 13 whiffs and a 33% CSW. In his start, he featured five pitches. The fastball sat 93 to 94 and was good for 29% CSW, while his curve and cutter were his go-to secondaries and both performed pretty well, 39 and 43% CSW respectively. He also tossed some sliders and change-ups he seems like a kitchen sink guy but without an elite pitch anywhere i mentioned him yesterday in the first pitch podcast that went out on saturday when it was announced that he'd be promoted he's a 28 year old right-hander with plenty of minor league experience and he's finally finding a new level in 2023 but nothing really stands out to make him an enticing pickup in fantasy i'll have to see france do it again against the white Sox this week before i start actually getting interested and finally we've got Mackenzie gore against the diamondbacks in a game in which his team took home the loss he had a no decision tossing six innings allowing eight hits but with two earned runs one walk and nine strikeouts he had 12 whiffs and a 27 percent csw his fastball slider and curve combo has made him surprisingly reliable throughout the season and he seems to finally be living up to the hype that made him the top pitching prospect in baseball at one point his wins will be limited because of his poor team and his excess of base runners allowed means he won't be an ace this season he's got a 1.43 whip after this start but i think gore's still a guy you're starting every week in deeper leagues and he's a guy that can be a good matchup play as well in shallower leagues and a matchup against the Mets does not change that next week but if you'd like a breakdown of every single start from Saturday make sure to give the plus pitch podcast a listen and go check out Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup over on pitcherlist.com finally we'll head to the bullpen with the relievers that got saves and the closers that pitched outside of save situations or blew their saves Camilo Doval got another save that's four now in five days Zach Jackson got a save as he seems to be the only guy that anybody 
everybody knows in that bullpen. Evan Phillips got a save for the Dodgers. Pierce Johnson got a save for the Rockies, making it all but certain that he is the closer there, even with Daniel Bard returning. Adbert Alzale got a save, mudding up the waters even further in the Cubs bullpen. Ian Hamilton got a save. Who's that? He's on the Yankees. He got a save instead of Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes pitched the eighth in that one, so it's very interesting. Holmes clearly doesn't have the job anymore. Emmanuel Classe got his 11th save to tie Josh Hader for the Major League lead. Alexis Diaz got another save. Kenley Jansen got another save. And Rizal Iglesias got a save in his first day back in the majors. And now the closers that pitched outside of save situations or blew their saves. Scott Barlow pitched in a close game. AJ Puck blew his save pretty dramatically. Cal Finnegan did the same in Arizona. Andrew Chafin also did so before Finnegan pitched. And Paul Seawald was barely able to escape a four-run lead handed to him in the ninth. But if you'd like a comprehensive look at all of the bullpens from Saturday, make sure to go read the reliever ranks article over on pitcherlist.com. But before we look forward to today, we're going to take a quick break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Now we'll send it over to the wonderful Mark Paquette with the weather. Thanks very much, Jake. Looking at today's weather map, we have two games that stand out as some potential weather issues. One's going to be in St. Louis, and this one's pretty moderate risk of a delay, especially there's going to be some thunderstorms around the area. And the other is in Philadelphia, where some more light scattered rain will be around. Really not expecting too much in the way of issues here. Anyways, we're lucky that these are the only games you have to look up at. And back to you. Thanks, Mark. Now looking forward to Sunday, May 7th. We'll have another full slate of 15 games. We'll start it off by looking at our probable starters. My matchup of the day is Sandy Alcantara versus Hayden Wesneski. Alcantara is one of my favorite starting pitchers to watch in baseball, and Wesneski has a really nasty slider, so he could have a fun time against the Marlins. For our probable starters, we have five guys in the auto start tier. That includes Sandy Alcantara as well as Garrett Cole at Tampa Bay, Joe Ryan against the Guardians, Julio Urias in San Diego, and Mason Miller in Kansas City. Our probably start tier has four guys including our streamer of the day in the previously mentioned Hayden Wesneski taking on the Marlins. I would also keep an eye out for Bryce Miller versus Houston. He was electric in his major league debut and Ryan Nelson versus the Nationals who has been up and down this season but he's sort of a Toby and he can take down a weak lineup like the Nationals lineup. In terms of hitter suggestions I think I'd go for Cardinals hitters versus Alex Fiedo in his 2023 debut. The right-hander has a 5-5-3 career ERA. The only guy that's likely available 
available on your wire that's a lefty is Alec Burleson. So that would be somebody I would target. And my other option is Giants hitters versus Adrian Hauser in his 2023 debut. The left-handed batters I would be targeting include Lamont Wade Jr. and Jock Peterson. They each could have big games in this one. And now we'll close things out with our relievers to watch around the league heading into Sunday. Kenley Jansen has pitched on back-to-back days and he should cede ninth inning duties to Chris Martin or John Schreiber. Zach Jackson has appeared on consecutive days, but so has setup man Sam Mole. So Austin Pruitt may be the first man up in the ninth. The Braves may not push Rysel Iglesias to go back-to-back days so soon in his return from the IL. So we could see AJ Minter or Nick Anderson instead. Cal Finnegan has pitched in four of the past five days and blew up on Saturday. So I think Hunter Harvey gets the next save off no matter when it comes. Andrew Chafin has appeared on consecutive days, but so has setup man Miguel Castro and Scott McGuff struggled again on Saturday. So Joe Mantiply should get the save chance. Finally, Camilo Duvall has gone back-to-back days and in four of the last five. So one of the Rogers twins should get the ninth today if needed. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to PitcherList.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including fantastic player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord, interact with PitcherList staff and members of the community, and to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler. Bubba will be back with you on Monday and throughout the week, but make sure to tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast. And Make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.